This is episode number 532 with movement teacher Ido Portal. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Jerry Seinfeld said, to me, if life boils down to one thing, it's movement. To live is to keep moving. Welcome to a very special episode, an interview with Ido Portal, who is a world-renowned movement teacher who has traveled the world both teaching and studying from a variety of teachers, from osteopaths to manual therapists and medical doctors to professional dancers, yogis, athletes, circus performers, and fighters. He has studied movement from all angles, from nutritional approaches to movement and health to functional anatomy and physiology to methodology of the training process to mental aspects of movement practice and so much more. His workshops are wildly popular and he travels the world teaching them as well as training top level athletes like world-class Conor McGregor. And in this interview, we dive in deep. We talk about how he's trained Conor McGregor and what he has over every other athlete. Also, why you must upgrade your passion into an obsession if you want to become one of the best. The importance of being a good student and having an amazing teacher. What it's like training with Conor McGregor and some of the top athletes in the world why athletes shouldn't stop practicing their sport when they stop getting paid, the problem with generic working out, and so much more. I think you guys are going to love this one. And before we dive in, I want to give a quick shout out to the fan of the week. This is from Kim in Bethlehem who said, Lewis, I've been listening to your podcast every single day since seeing you during your last appearance on Ellen. Your podcast has created a fire inside of me that has caused me to realize what it is I want and how to trust myself to make it happen. I absolutely love hearing everyone's story and applying their words of wisdom to my own life. It has given me the confidence to move forward in a way that I've never been able to. Thank you. So Kim, thank you so much for your review over on iTunes. And if you want to get a shout out as a review of the week, make sure to leave us a review over on iTunes. Just type in School of Greatness. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA. Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. Whether you're searching for a home to buy or you're just obsessed with looking at homes for sale, Redfin's got you covered. You can favorite homes, share listings with others, and even schedule tours with a local Redfin agent, all in the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process. They know how to help you win the right home at the right price. So download the Redfin app to get started today. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea. Totally not speaking from experience. 
Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. Movement is the key. If we stop moving, we start slowly dying. This is a powerful one. Make sure to share it with your friends. Tag me on your Instagram story. Take a screenshot of the podcast app right now, wherever you're listening to it, and at portal.edo, and let us know what you thought about this episode. It's a powerful one. We get into some deep stuff, especially in the 15 to 30-minute mark. And without further ado, let me introduce to you the one, the only, Edo Portal. Welcome, everyone, back to the School of Greatness podcast. Very excited about our guest, Ido Portal, is in the house. My man, very excited. Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, now, you are based in Israel, is that right? Not really. Not really. No. Yeah, I'm moving you travel around. all over the world. Yes. But yes. you have a facility there, is correct? Um, no, it's not my facility. Really? It's my students' facility, but uh, we, those students are very close and almost like family and we own and kind of operate facilities all over the world. And okay. That's one of them. All right. Amazing. Um, I just watched the documentary that Brian did from London Real about your story and, you know, kind of this movement that you're creating and that you've been a part of. So it was really fascinating to watch. And we'll have it linked up in the show notes. Make sure you guys check this out. Really cool. Um, but you've been doing movement your entire life, right? You started in Capoeira when you were a teenager. And I saw the videos of you. You were like a little ninja doing all the stuff you were doing. And, um, and then in the documentary, it talks about you traveling the world, seeking movement, uh, learning how to move from different experts all over the world. Is that correct? Yes. Who were some of the or some of the practices that you practiced in, and where did you travel to to learn these these styles? Mm-hmm. Uh, originally, it, w- it was within martial arts, um, just looking for a different perspective inside martial arts and. Mm-hmm. Uh, then in Capoeira, kind of more pinpointed, I traveled many, many years to Brazil and mm. brought also teachers from Brazil and learned from them. And then it kind of broadened out into other fields of movement, and uh, yoga, somatics, gymnastics, uh, anatomy, physiology, training methodology, nutrition, and on and on and on and on. Yeah. Wow. When did you... Why did you get into capoeira in the first place? What was it about that art or movement style that made you fascinated and wanted to just master it? It was kind of a weird thing where I didn't really, I wasn't really attracted to it so much. Really? Yeah, I was. Range Rover Sport leads by example. Picture this. Assertive on-road performance meets commanding all-terrain capability. That's the third-generation Range Rover Sport, which is the most desirable, advanced, and dynamically capable one yet. This vehicle redefines sporting luxury, offering an instinctive drive with engaging on-road dynamics and effortless composure. Now available in sleek, new stealth pack, Carpathian gray exterior wrapped in satin protective film with black accents and black brake calipers. Inside the Range Rover Sport, advanced cabin technologies like active noise cancellation and cabin air purification offer new levels of comfort and refinement. And let's not forget about the award-winning Pivi Pro infotainment system. Enjoy a dynamic drive and total comfort with optional 22-way adjustable heated and ventilated electric memory front seats with massage function. Wow, that's like a spa day while on the go. Design your Range Rover Sport at LandRoverUSA.com. 
One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there to too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Kind of dragged there by a friend. <laughs> um, I was into the, the Eastern martial arts and it, uh, all this drumming and, and singing in Portuguese and the weird instruments. It wasn't really my thing. Uh-huh. Um, and I went there and uh, did a first first lesson. I didn't think I would come back, um, but then I yeah I came back and tried again, tried again, and little by little I just fell in love with the whole thing. Mm. Originally it was the acro- acrobatics and um, which was adding into the martial arts side, which w- I was already familiar with, and then I stayed because of other things. I, I came because of certain things, but I stayed because of other things. What were those other things? Um, it capoeira is very deep, um, has very deep roots, and it touches. Yeah, it touches something inside, very connected to tribes and and mm. tribal feeling and belonging and um musicality and certain energy it has a name in portuguese it's called ashe um that once it's felt there is yeah it's it's just a, a new type of experience that you keep on seeking a lot mm-hmm. and that's that was kind of the thing that left me inside capoeira mm. what was the greatest lesson you learned about yourself through the art of capoeira the training you did um yeah i reconnect i learned many great lessons about community about my physicality rhythm music which were things that i uh, had inside of me but i didn't really realize and wasn't uh, exposed to it before mm-hmm. and of course i be I, being a teacher and sharing uh, making the cycle complete, being a student that learns and a teacher that teaches. And it's kind of feeding it, feeding both roles, feed each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And what were some of the arts that you went and studied? You went all over the world, and what were some of those practices? So I started in... Martial a, arts. And- yeah, Chinese martial arts. Um, started in Hongkun, in type of Kung Fu. Uh, it was just available in my hometown and yeah. trained there as a, from a very young age. And then, uh, yeah, I did karate and judo for for a while, and um, 
got into some other things, went into capoeira, and then after capoeira, I did boxing and really? yeah, researched some other things. And What makes you fascinated with learning about movement and wanting to continue to, to grow and master these different modalities and practices and an awareness about the body? What makes you so intrigued consistently? Uh, the, the question sh- that should be asked is what makes people not realize like we're all living in a body how can you not how can you not like you're living in this temple you you have a physical existence so how can you ignore it how can you not have the curiosity to unpack some of that and how how can we not realize that everything that we want is connected to that body like there is no other existence this cartesian state of mind is uh, is not working it's not working for us. The existence from the head up, you know, it's over. It's mm-hmm. gone. It was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> What's more powerful, the mind or the body? Uh, first, the, the act of separating them by asking the question is already a problem because there is no separation. Mm-hmm. They are somewhat one. And we keep on discovering that the mind is comprised from the body and the body is comprised from the mind. And there is no isolated existence of each. Uh, and we keep discovering more pieces in this puzzle, but it's enough already, uh, all that we know, uh, to understand that there is no separation. Yeah. Hmm. What do you think is your greatest gift to the world? Mm, no, I don't view myself as a gift to the world. <laughs> Um, but the, the thing you have to offer to the world. Yeah, I, I'm a teacher. I have some some gifts as a teacher. Uh, not so much as a practitioner. Uh, I'm a hard worker and I, I built myself up and developed skills, but I'm not much of a practitioner. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm a good teacher. I'm, I've been obsessed with sharing with people. I've been... Uh, obsessed with unpacking the process and trying to facilitate it and uh, bringing this to people. Mm. What's it take to be a great teacher in your mind? Um, the need, uh, the, the, the absolute uh, obsession with sharing, getting the students there, somewhere. And and that's really has to be an obsession. It's not it's not mm. something that you're kind of passionate about. <laughs> I say sometimes upgrade your passion to obsession. Yeah, it's um, a lot of a lot of people are teaching because life brought them to teach. So they finished a career as practitioners and they just became teachers or coaches or, but it's not really their inclination from the start. Where I was, I started to teach very very young. And uh, it was something that was screaming from outside of my DNA. Really? Like, yeah. Yeah. Just teaching, sharing, bringing people there. It's like, how can you not get it? <laughs> and <laughs> and just be totally uh, involved with uh, helping people understand, get better. Yeah. Do you believe you have to become a master student before you can become a teacher? Or can you become a great teacher without becoming a master student? No, you, you don't have to become a master practitioner. You, 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 has to be, you have to be a student. A good student is another skill set um, that is, by the way, more missing than good teachers. Uh-huh. Sometimes I see um, 
you know, all these training programs for teachers and a, a good friend of mine, Martin Kilvadi, says we need a student training program, not a teacher's training program. Mm. That's more necessary. How to be a good student is, is a skill that is a rarely displayed. And I've been working with a lot of people over the last 20 plus years. Yeah. Um, so being a good student helps um, to become a good teacher. Being a good practitioner also helps, but not, it's not one-to-one correlation here. Mm-hmm. How, do we, how do we become better students? Yeah, so that's about education. It's about um, being involved with a community. Uh, it's about being taught how to be a student. And, and that's separated from being taught the subject matter. For mm. example, if I'm teaching mm. movement, that's one thing. But I also teach people how to be students. Install the, the basic communication and ethics and um, understanding. Something that we're very much missing in the age of misinformation. Yeah. We're kind of information brokers. We move information around. Mm -hmm. But when was the last time you met someone who told you, like, I've been a student of this person for the last 15 or 20 years? It's not so common. And I'm I'm kind of, I'm that guy. I've Mm. I've been with my teachers for many, many years. And and my students um, uh, have been with me for years. Yeah. It's something that you you must practice and you must learn from someone. Mm -hmm. It's more common right in martial arts or in some ancient yeah. traditions uh, you will see less of this ethics displayed in the world of athletics or team sports but it should be there a, a, a boxing coach is uh, not often regarded as a teacher but uh, he must be a teacher actually mm-hmm. and uh, should be respected as a teacher sometimes uh, you know some ch- some eastern uh, uh, martial art master is uh, being given the title of a master, but uh, an old boxing coach is a huge master, yeah. you know, or or a handball coach, or right. th- there are masters walking around us, and they're so humble they don't even present it as mm-hmm. that. Yeah, what would you say is the thing you're most proud of that you've either learned or mastered? What's the thing that maybe you didn't think you're going to be able to conquer that you've conquered or mastered that you're proud of? Uh, there is a certain humility that comes with the subject matter uh, that I'm involved with and the movement it is. Uh, And that humility is the understanding that there is no mastery of that. There is no... There is just another layer, Mm -hmm. another um, jump in the ladder of understanding and... an increase in complexity, but there there will be no mastery whatsoever, and that's why master of movement a title that sometimes people use with me is like so far from the truth. It's not even funny. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no such thing as mastery. It's only a new layer of. There, there is no ma- there is no mastery of movement of of such a complex subject. It's like mastery of life. Mm, so know? many elements. Yeah, the, and, and there is no black and white thing there anyways. There is no end to the process, and yeah. that's why I chose it also as a lifetime obsession or um, being involved with it because you can't yeah. master it, so it's good news, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can always bring on something new. What's the next thing you want to try to get better at that you haven't, I guess, uh, acquired some type of level of mastery? Or excellence at it. Is there a new type of modality that you haven't done that you're really looking to step into next? Uh, 
I'm always involved with uh, research all the okay. time, and that's what I mostly do. I um, I research subjects and dive into them. It can be sports or disciplines or ideas within movement, um, concepts, challenges. Um, so I've been like, for example, in the last few years, I've done a lot of work in the field of speed, coordination, rhythm, rhythmicality within movement and how... Um, how to attack that, how to approach that. I've done a lot of work on uh, relaxation, mm. uh, connection, and interconnectivity of the body. Yeah, uh, These are just some, some subjects. And I'm still unfolding some of them. I've, I've done a lot of work within the martial perspective, fighting, mm. combat. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not a fighter, I'm not a, but I have a lot of interest in the movement side of it. Right, right. I, you know, I, f- I think I first heard about you maybe a year ago, a year and a half ago, from someone talking about them, they were like, I'm doing some type of training. I think there maybe there's, there's video lessons online or some type of course maybe someone had where they were talking about you. And that was the first time I heard about you. I think it was some like handstand combinations and some other movements they were working on and they mentioned you. That's the first time I heard about you. And I think I saw a video of you shortly after with Conor McGregor. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder what he's doing with him. And then the more I watched your Instagram, I saw the videos of him working with you and on his agility, his coordination, his reaction time, all the different things you guys are working on. How did that come about? Did he find you? Did you find him? And what's that partnership been like and experience with him? Mm. Uh, yeah, Connor has been following me a few years really? before we met. Yeah. he's uh, some Someone gave him a, a video and he mm. started, to, started to play with that. He was listening to some of the interviews and... He was quoting me hmm. using, and people kept sending me like, hey, check out this up and coming fighter is, is mentioning you. And before I, he was really that big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Way before. Yeah. And um, I had a look and it uh, looked very interesting. Um, and then after a while, I, I did a London Reel uh, interview. Um, and uh, there, there was some, some connection through Brian. And uh, I was shortly after in Dublin, and we met for the first time. Brian made the connection or the introduction. Yeah, he made the introduction, wow. and uh, we met shortly after I was in Dublin, and there was an opportunity. I went in there, and we had a session, and it was an immediate uh, click. Really? Yeah. What was the first session? What did you do with him the first time? Was it some simple things, or what was it? Yeah, it was um, him and another uh, UFC fighter, Gunnar Nelson, uh-huh. an amazing fighter as well um, and we we had a session in SPG uh, they never really did a movement session mm. and like like other people they thought I would come in there and give them some fitness workout or a no. training and we went into a practice and um, huh. it was um, I, I think uh, yeah they liked it uh, Connor especially and also Guni uh, and uh, we shared we shared some time and uh, I stayed over uh, and uh, we did yeah we did some work together and then we just have been doing that over the last two years and five fights together five fights so five would, fights. you would come to like his training camp for a few days or for the whole time or how would that work so I'm the weirdo I'm the <laughs> <laughs> I'm the outsider there yeah, yeah, yeah I'm not I'm not really like you're not part of the team yeah to come in as like the yeah I'm, I'm part of the team but right. I'm not really part of the team uh, it's something that is often kind of misunderstood by the general public um I, I I'm not a trainer I haven't been a trainer in 
in a while, in a decade. Yeah. So I don't have time really to, I can't be there. I have a big business and yeah. I have um, my passions. And so I come in and I sprinkle and attack some ideas with people who are actually willing to continue to unpack them mm-hmm. uh, further when I'm, when I'm gone. And then I, I give this potent uh, stimulus and I leave and I let evolution growth happen. Yeah. And uh, it works extremely well with Connor because he's, he's the obsessed type. And mm-hmm. once he hears something and it clicks in his head, he, he will just keep digging at it. And, and, um, and that's what we've been doing. So I've, wow. I've been coming in for a week, 10 days, giving a few sessions within the big schedule and picture. And sure, sure. Kind of at the, the beginning of the training camp and then you'll leave and he'll keep doing the sessions with his coach or whoever else is implementing your teachings, right? Yeah. Right, that's powerful. Um, what's that like working with him? You know, with someone who's as obsessed as you are, it sounds like, with digging in. I mean, it sounds like exactly like you're, you've been your whole life. What's that like being around someone who's at the top? You know, he just finished the, the Mayweather fight. Um, which you were at, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. I, yes. I saw a photo with you there. And it was unbelievable to watch here. I just I watched in the other room and it was amazing to see him, you know, winning for the first three rounds and be with the greatest of all time until obviously fatigue sit in. But he was, you know, he took a massive risk to take on a new uh, skill without really never doing it before against the best in the world and mm-hmm. stayed with him, which I thought was fascinating. And I was mm-hmm. pulling for him the whole time. Um, but what's it like being around that? What's it like being around someone who's such a risk taker, but also obsessed with his training and a massive personality, you know, very, uh, mm-hmm. uh polarizing personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there is so many layers to it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, first it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Mm. Uh, there is a lot of fun involved. It's not, it's not stressful uh, or or uh, you know heavy, even in in very stressful times. Um, he keeps it fun and light, or he just- he keeps it fun, and I keep it fun. And so, listen, we all know life is full of yada yada, like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something, or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print. And I know you've dealt with yada yada before, like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all, or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else. And yes, it is possible to outsmart yada yada, like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is all already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. And, uh, and there is a lot of um, lightness. You know, things are heavy as it is, but learning to lighten them up and, and to keep it playful is so important, right? Especially on that high level. Um, as things are already yeah on your shoulders a lot of pressure yeah, a lot of yeah, pressure stakes yeah yeah so so uh, he keeps it fun he keeps it light it keep it keeps it fun it keeps it light uh, he uh, he tries to go for it he tries to improve he tries to listen and uh, to take those things and uh, then there is like a lot of other things around the 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 media mm-hmm. and the lack of time and the stress of so many different factors you're involved with and this is less my cup of tea like yeah i'm i'm um, i'm there to support him i'm there on a personal level as a friend to support him and as a teacher and someone who shared with him uh-huh. and i also learn a shitload from him from yeah. the scenario um yeah so there is all these different layers yeah what's the big lessons you've learned from him He's a unique character, right? Yeah. Like everybody, first, uh, what you see is what you get with Connor. Like he's he's that guy. There is nothing, uh, there is nothing play. It's not acted or it's mm-hmm. not played. And at the same time, you don't get to meet that persona on when you are close all the time. It's real. It's part of him, but you, there are other parts of him. The martial artist, the student, the um, the friend. So you get to meet other layers. You 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 don't get to uh, meet that uh, you know personality all personality time. all the time. But it's you definitely know that it's there. It's real. It's him. Mm. There is no act. There is no script. There is no. It there is no. Yeah, it's it's just unfolds in real time in reality. And yeah. and what is there is what you're gonna see. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can have glimpses of that after a loss. Yeah. And then you can really see it. For me, it's you know, it's a it's actually an incredibly powerful moment and uh, inspiring moment to hear Connor talk after a loss. And I've I've been in it's two losses. Yeah. It's amazing actually when he's got this huge personality. This confidence, ego, whatever you want to call it, this, you know, outgoing personality for months leading up to it. Um, some would have, you know, say obnoxious at times or whatever they would want to say, right? Or unprofessional or whatever they're saying. But the way he loses is what inspires me about him because mm-hmm. he has such respect and humility and this is part of the game and this this happens and I'm going to win like a champion, lose like a champion and move forward mm-hmm. uh, and working. And that's what I love to see um, because if he didn't lose well, I don't know if I would like him as much. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he's like has so much respect and for the, for the person, the sport, the craft, the fans, everything and his lessons or whatever or what he learned in that moment is for me inspiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, what would you say is the biggest thing you've learned that he's taught you personally? And it's been what, two, three years now, or has it been? Yeah, two years, two plus years. Two years. What do you think is, how, how have you grown personally from that interaction? Hmm. Um, yeah, there is all this thing about self belief, blah, blah, blah. Everybody, <laughs> yeah, everybody talks about this. And yeah, he definitely believes, and, hmm. and there is power to it. And I, I, I don't think it's. I don't think it's that fundamental to what Connor is doing and how he's doing it. Like uh, the, the same with the trash talk, you know, people like give it too much credit. Yeah. He's a good trash talker mm-hmm. and yeah, it, it can play into people's heads, but a lot of people who are close by and are like involved, they know that even if he wasn't a trash talker, he would have done similar things, yeah. you know, in very similar ways. Um, for me, he's um, the warrior side of it is interesting. Like Connor is has that that side to him. Like mm-hmm. he he looks at he looks at difficulty in a different way. And um, even nowadays, when comforts are there, offered and mm-hmm. available, and private flights and yeah, private flights yeah. and all this, but he will still say something like, you know, this is a great facility, this is an Im- amazing facility, but there is also power in some, you know, poor dripping <laughs> yeah, yeah, facility, yeah. and he he would all the time kind of reconnect with that and with the past and with the ability because. As fighters, you are constantly faced with that discomfort, you know, mm-hmm. you know, somewhat, some 220 pound, 100 kilo guy sweating into your eyeballs, you know, <laughs> drip, drip, with blood. drip, yeah. drip, drip, you know, just this, it's, su- it's such a raw scenario. Yeah. And then at the same time, you, you drive around in Rolls Royce. And, <laughs> right, right. So, this comfort, this yeah. like, niceness, so, yeah. I actually think there is something very healthy about this combination, uh, where in other, in other sports, maybe it's easier to lose perspective. Mm-hmm. You're making yeah. so much money. You're getting everything taken care of. First class everywhere. 100%. Everyone giving you everything. You don't have to work for it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think this is a, an inspiring side um, and, and something that uh, is powerful and important. Uh, and how how to deal with the, the altercation with some someone wants to kill you on the other side. You know, a loss. What is a loss? You know, I've, I've said it before. Looking from outside, you lose in basketball. It's hard. You lose in basketball. You lose in MMA. Somebody, if there was no referee. They could have killed you. Yeah, you would have been dead. And to move on from that, it's a different thing. And actually, maybe there is no moving on from that. Maybe maybe that's a wound that you'll keep digging into for the rest of your life. And I, I truly believe there is some angle to that. Mm. within fighters like you never overcome the losses it's more patches mm. and uh, it's a tricky game the self when the self-worth is is connected to fighting and winning in fighting it's very hard to feel self-worth from other things mm-hmm. it's so potent i see it retiring is difficult yeah it's maybe impossible so hard because you get all of your self-worth wrapped around in this sport or this craft, right? And now it's no longer there. Where do you get 
find joy and happiness. I see this with a lot of football players. Mm-hmm. When they retire, they go through extreme depression. It doesn't matter how big they were. This is, you know, in the U.S., American football players have committed many suicides within a few years after retirement just because they don't know what to do with the rest of their life. Yeah. And they were you know, 100,000 screaming fans, and now no one cares. Yeah. To move on from the craft, mm-hmm. you, you're pointing at one thing that's very hard, but here there is another layer. Like, first, why would you move on from the craft? That's already a problematic practice. Mm-hmm. So it means, like, you play football. Why did you even start to play football? For money, wrong reason. Mm-hmm. So why do you stop when the money stops? Shitty practice. Mm. Well, actually, shitty environment to conduct yourself in as a practitioner. Mm-hmm. Then Dancers. You dance until you can't make money off of it or you keep dancing until the day you die. I was like, what's, what's the right thing? Martial artist. Okay, you stop fighting, but are you? Why would you stop to be a martial artist? It's not a good life practice. Yeah, it's not a human practice. Mm-hmm. It's it, professional sports. They take it to the extreme, and then what you see afterwards is like some ex gymnasts becoming a businessman, <laughs> and, right. and 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 stop moving of, or whatever. Yeah, and stop moving, and then he tries to transform the lessons that he learned there. But it's very problematic because those lessons were not about craftsmanship they were about winning Mm -hmm. they were about and winning is a shitty orientation (laughs) right (laughs) it's not it's not because ultimately in this game we all lose Mm. like this game you're going in one direction right now you're moving there on this rotating rock yeah you're moving to death Mm. you're gonna lose you're gonna lose everything you're going to lose everything, even yourself. You're going to lose it. Mm-hmm. So wh- how can winning be really, you know, an orientation to unpack ourselves and yeah. to, to explore? So I think in fighting, um, the act of like winning, losing is, uh, is the problematic side. And actually the practice, the craftsmanship to go into battle as a practice uh, to test to try to put yourself in in, in front of hardship, mm-hmm. that's the that's the good stuff, and yeah. I, I'm 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 trying to kind of be focused on that because I'm less about that side of winning and losing. Sure, where do you find uh, your fulfillment and happiness the most? Curiosity, discovery, uh, yeah, demystifying. To face in, to face a mystery and to understand something mm-hmm. about it and to make it mundane again. Yeah, you know, and that's 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 what I'm passionate about. Do you have any fears? A lot. Yeah. What are the biggest? Fear of ev- everything. Everything that I do is like oriented from fear. You know. Really? Like I, yeah, I did like from young age. I went into capoeira. I started to do acrobatics. I was very afraid to fall. Where other acrobats, kind of same level next to me, mm-hmm. they had a lot less fear. Everybody got fear, but mine were disproportionately big for, for my practice. And then like fighting, fear of fighting, fear of heights, fear of fear of water, fear of like, yeah, I'm just like, I have a lot of fears. Really? What would you say is the greatest fear? 
Mm. If you had to choose one. A fear of um, maybe exposure, fear of weak of exposing weakness. Mm. Really? You know, being like, exposed as a weak person. Really? Yeah. In what ways? Weak mentally, emotionally, physically? All yeah, just generally. Yeah. Yeah, weak, incapable, and and you know, I, I've I've worked hard at at those things from fear of being exposed in that way and try to improve upon it. And, mm -hmm. and yeah, why do you think you're afraid of those things? It's uh, I'm not sure. It's may related maybe to something in childhood, maybe mm. some experiences of. Um, Some things I'm, I'm not mm. sure it was something that was always kind of in me. Uh, it's like this fear, yeah. This fear, yeah. be careful, like you're weaker, hmm. so don't first hide it, and mm. second, like work hard at it to so, master it or overcome it, or yeah, to, to try to get better at, at, at mm. it, yeah, and be stronger. What do you think it's going to take for you to let go of that fear? There, there is no letting go. Like the, there is, yeah. Over here in Cali, <laughs> um, there is a lot of uh, there is a lot of like black and white um, simplifications, oversimplifications. Uh -huh. uh, there is no letting go. You'll never overcome fears. Like it's, you will maybe develop a healthier relationship. Mm -hmm. The dosages, yeah. the how much, less. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. less. But it, it will always be there because if it's not there something is wrong and you can't operate. Fear is part of the basic mechanism of how you deal with everything around you. Um, I have a friend who is um, a stuntman and a rigger uh, in Australia. And uh, he has questionnaires regularly mm. when he goes to, uh, to get a job. And they ask, do you have fear of heights? And he is the only one who writes, yes. <laughs> and then they're kind of like, They come afterwards, they take the papers and they ask him, like, how can you have fear of heights? You're, you're, you're a stuntman, you're a rigger, you work in heights all the time. He says, yeah, and the fact that I'm still here and successful is because I have fear of heights. Yeah. Like, I have a certain fear of height. Um, so I think that's, that's more honest. Mm -hmm. And bravery and, like, this courage is really not the absence of fear, but it is the management of fear. Mm -hmm. It is available because... Or else, what is courageous about it? Yeah, you know, there is true. no fear. Just do it. You no know? courage. Yeah, there, there is no courage. Then you yeah. just just go. But to master yourself, to you know, to shit your pants and yet go out there and do things and act. So the doing is the actual bravery here. Mm -hmm. It's not the feeling of fear. Yeah. What do you think Connor's fear is? Because he, it seems like he he loses with grace. Uh, what do you think his fear? might be um, he also manages himself uh, within the, those those uh, perspectives he also attacks it he, he also doesn't want to be exposed or he also wants to he feels the pit in his stomach you know like everyone and he tries to control it he, ta he talked with me about it many times in a very honest way it's a very it's very powerful to hear it from from him um, not not as a you know superstar but more as a guy who deals with it regularly. You know, we talked about it in interviews, how he, he used to come in and and um, he used to be, you know, bullied in the street and uh, used to feel that pit in the stomach. And he said, I don't want to feel it anymore. Um, 
how do I deal with it? And then he went to martial art and he had sparring days, days where you spar. And then he felt it again. He said, oh, 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 here it is. Mm. Now I have a process how to deal with it. And then he used to go into those sparring days as if they were real, you know, fights. And then the sparring days don't deliver that same fear again. So then you go into competition. Mm. And then, and then you it's get, scary. And it's then like, it's scary again. And yeah. then you go beyond it. You, you keep, go bigger competitors. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah. And you keep pushing that envelope and you become courageous by, by your act. You know, sometimes I'm, I'm baffled by the talk that people just comment, you know, comment online, talk about things, uh, about these people who are, <laughs> they are doing such, they are attacking their fears so regularly. Like, how can people even begin to write such words about these people? You know, the, the people people who don't sit behind the keyboard, you know, and write shit that they, about people, if they meet them in person, you know, it's just, it's ridiculous. The situation is ridiculous. There are no, for, there are no experts in this forum. The forum has become open. Everybody's an expert. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. it completely disregarded mm-hmm. the act of receiving any feedback from it. Online feedback, mm-hmm. talkbacks, comments, is done, is gone. Is I have no use of it. <laughs> I don't. I don't use it. I don't read it. I. Who are these people? They have no, nothing. They have no in, no skin in the game. Yeah. No skin in the game. No involvement. As, as Nassim Taleb calls it, skin in the game. The first thing that you need to have, if you even want to comment or or talk about the subject, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't, mm, don't say so, to me. Yeah, <laughs> something something stinks. Yeah. Like politicians without skin in the game, they're they're actually not affected by their acts. Many of their acts, they don't because they're rich. They're right. out of the game. Right. So. There is a problem, and then the game goes rotten. Yeah. Well, what's the question you've always wanted answered that you haven't figured out yet? (laughs) The question that I always wanted, well, one of those questions is what are the fundamentals, the basics of... uh, movement what are they no one knows <laughs> the, there are no the, there is there are some ideas there are some steps i took at it uh, and others over over history um but no one really knows uh, if somebody presents Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea. Totally not speaking from experience. 
Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. Fundamentals of it is a bullshitter. Is is not a real practitioner. Mm. Uh, it's it, what are the fundamentals of living a good life? What are you know there articles the seven things the five things the eleven things mm. you know the, wisdom is not there. There is some instantaneous realizations and maybe it can help certain people in certain places, but it will also harm them. Mm. The oversimplification will also create a problem. But with it, the attention spans of people like you you just keep feeding them that thing because they they don't pay attention yeah it's hard to grasp and they move yeah. on uh, so uh, it, there, there is this snowball you know of the whole thing mm-hmm. so the fundamentals of a good life fundamentals of how to live our lives how to how to move better N- mm-hmm. not not to box better, not to play handball better, not to play basketball. What are the fundamentals, the basics that will enable me to control everything to a good level? And that's mm-hmm. something that I've been uh, obsessed with over the Learning. last decade. For the, you know, the general human being, let's say in America, who most of the time sits at a desk most of the day on average, what would you say they should be focusing on the basics every single day? If they had... 15 minutes a day to do certain things of movement and obviously, and they weren't able to come to one of your classes or anything like that, but you just said, okay, here's what you should be focusing on. What would be kind of the the basic principles that you would share to anyone listening or watching online? Yeah. The most common question I am always asked. Um, The real answer is education. So you can do one thing, the vote in education, because there is, this is the only way to even get you in yeah. the right direction. You know, yeah. like, first is like, don't ask me that question. That's the first thing. Like, and it's true. <laughs> what should can, I be asking you? Yeah, so uh, <laughs> actually, you have to, the, it starts from the realization, we live in a body. It's done. It's given. You can't change it. You can't change it. Your existence is within a body. That's what we know. That's what we have right now. Okay, second question. A second thing, second realization. You are in a body, you must move. You don't have a choice. I I like to move, I don't like... No, it's how well you move. But move, you shall move. Mm. Whether it's moving in a chair, breathing, pumping blood, moving lymph, moving words, moving ideas, Mm -hmm. moving fingers, moving the spine. So, third realization better learn how to do it well because it's such a big piece of your life mm. and it affects the quality of your life. It's the most underrated factor in quality of life nowadays. Movement, physical movement. It's like it's money, relationships, good sleep, good food. Those are important things in the right balance. Too much money, we know that you move away. Uh-huh. You have a problem. Too much, uh, uh, too many relationships, it's hard to juggle. There is a problem. There is a certain amount that each of us should uh, can manage, or, yeah, can yeah. manage and operate with. Um, and movement, uh, too much movement is also problematic, and too little is problematic. And what type of movement? And so it's like educating yourself about that. The, so that's the real answer. Mm-hmm. But now, let's also 
give something. Yeah. Give something physical. So I've been actually teaching people non-fitness related things, recommendations. First, I don't tell them to work out or to train. Because if you're training with the wrong movements, that's not going to help you either, right? Um, that's also true, but it's not what I mean. Yeah. Um, the training idea, the training concept, the workout, I'm going to work out now, it has a problem. <laughs> it's uh, because you are not now in relationship with your body constant 24-7. You're kind of like, okay, I'm going to do this three times a week. Yeah. And and that's not actually the re definition of our physicality the paradigm shift that i'm aspiring to have is like we are living in this body that's like so within this chair these constraints and within my daily life and my workstation and my relationships and my children and my dog and and the way that i go to to the bank i want to redefine physicality and experience it in a different way so what I what I help uh, people with I, I've been uh, promoting one one is a squat to squat regularly mm-hmm. to fold the legs it's it's just like so simple you have these joints most people they never fold it all the way mm. so they never <laughs> fold this joint never this joint never this joint yeah so what happens is shit happens <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you literally yeah. literally also like you're gonna have problem with digestive yeah, issues yeah. because yeah. you don't fold this we are we are we have evolved to eliminate in this position to spend large portions of our day in this position we have knee problems we have back problems we have ankle problems we have digestive issues and some of it is like huge related to it you think it's because we're not bending and folding yeah we're not (laughs) there is this foldability to the body you're not working it so you don't use it so you lose it Mm -hmm. so like sitting in a chair and having my legs in even in 90 degrees no good like i need to I need to squat, I need to bend my legs deep, and I need to kneel, I need to do all these things uh, to, to keep my legs even healthy, functional, right. you know, just like basic. So this is one thing that I started to recommend people years and years ago, and uh, it made its wings, and it became very popular, a lot of people became involved, and we, uh, I got received like thousands and thousands of thank you notes people wow. pre-surgery that never ended up doing the surgery or just stories of people just like improving the quality of their lives just folding their legs yeah but instead of again recommending like do these squats yeah what, three times a week no i said no 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 go down into the squat and and just just spend time five minutes at a time yeah right? five minutes is that's a lot <laughs> no start with 30 seconds yeah but do it throughout the day so you start to kind of condition those those yeah. tissues, and and that's again not a training concept because it's throughout the day, yeah. uh, when so you're talking on the phone and when you're waiting for someone. Every couple hours, just go down for thirty seconds. Exactly. And Every couple it, of hours. Do it five, ten times a day. Yeah. Thirty seconds. Yes. For a month, and what do you think that would do for well, someone? Yeah, it would do a lot of things. Especially, it it can go to many different directions. It can affect like neck problems that you've had years and it, it really? it's so far from the neck of course but, but everything's connected yeah, yeah. so like we, we say it a lot like everything's connected but you know we don't really think about it like i'm pulling on the shirt here every atom on the shirt is affected mm-hmm. you understand like so mm-hmm. when i'm squatting it's everything yeah and and we like to kind of hang on to the current 
trend for like for example fascia so yeah the fascia is affected but everything else neural n- nerve tissue uh, uh, blood blood vessels you know since you're constricting certain uh, vascularity there you would get adaptation so being in, in a deep squat for long periods of time would improve the endurance of the legs the clearing really yeah I don't I don't I don't have any research to back it right, up right. besides but, but my own unexper- yeah, my own <laughs> personal experience and that of my students but it yeah. makes sense because you're limiting you're restricting blood flow so the body must clear the byproducts huh. I've spent up to four hours in the squat four hours in that position yeah, yeah. heels uh, to the ground yeah, or heels, toes yeah. up a little no, bit no 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 uh, flat foot it's hard to be flat for that position for me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it will improve. It yeah, will yeah. improve. I've done, I've done all kinds of experiments, and it's definitely not necessary nor healthy. And but I've, I've spent up to four hours there. Or four I, hours. Yeah, I, 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 I went down with ninety kilograms, two hundred pounds for five minutes, and spent like five minutes there. You're like a ninja, man. Uh, no, it's <laughs> no. I'm just I'm, I'm just obsessed and, re- and regular. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. A, there is no no yeah. real gifts involved. It's it's just um, hard practicing yeah. it over practicing, and over. Practicing, practicing, yeah. and and being and and being curious about w- w- where where is this going? Mm-hmm. What does it give me? Yeah. Um, so that's one thing we can do is to squat for thirty seconds. That's one thing every few hours throughout the day, and yeah, and start with like thirty days where you commit. We usually tell people like thirty minutes a day total time in the squat mm. for thirty days. So it's like potent. Sixty times for thirty seconds. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's potent. Um, thirty thirty squat challenge. We say, and usually Got people it. work with like a minute, a minute and a half. But because you have to do 30 minutes, it's quite intense. But I did it for a reason. I did it for a reason. Because I know after even a week, the changes would baffle most people. Throughout the whole body, not just the legs. but Yeah, Yeah. well, it depends on your issues and your condition. But it, it baffles people. Just like because if they are truly, like if you open a timer on your phone 30 minutes and every time you go to the squat you you One start minute. it and then yeah. you stop it and then you have to feel it th- throughout the day you don't go to sleep before you do it and you commit for 30 days then you will see wow. what it gives you. I'm gonna try this challenge yeah, yeah, 30 yeah. minutes 30 days yeah 30 minutes a day 30 days 30 days yeah and not in one go but yeah, yeah, bro- yeah. broken up throughout the maybe day maybe it's a minute two minutes yeah. whatever you can do if yeah. you need to elevate the heels put some books below them and little by little probably by the end of the challenge or even after a week most people will not need any more elevation wow uh, yeah I'm gonna try this um, what else is something that we can do another besides? challenge that um, I started is hanging a hanging yeah. challenge and that's another perspective it's like also very very common all of a sudden it became a trend and mm. I, I I kind of reinitiated this trend it was yeah. always there yeah. of, of course primates always uh-huh. hung and there was there is even a doctor um, who popularized hanging an orthopedic surgeon mm. here in the US Dr. Kirsch he wrote a book um, how he refused actually to, to perform shoulder surgeries before his, his patient uh, were willing to try hanging for a while and we're talking about slap tears. We're talking about, you know, all kinds of like rotator cuff issues and stuff like this. And hanging is so potent. Really? If enough time is devoted, it would even reshape bone structure. So it, the acromium shape changes. And he writes about it in his book. I, I wow. linked into his book a few years ago, started this hanging challenge. 
20,000 people from around the world went, went online. It, it became much bigger than that. It went everywhere. Wow. You hear a lot of fitness authorities mention it. Some of them don't even know <laughs> where it came from. Where it or came where from or, and I hear it like some people who really dislike me and my work, but they kind of recommend it from, you know, from another perspective. And, but it's all good as, as long yeah. as it works for people. Um, and that will do huge things for shoulders, elbows, wrists. It would do a lot of stuff for the lower back. Mm. It would do a lot of stuff for ribs, all kinds of issues with the ribs. You just, you take gravity and you tell her, okay, align me. Right. It's yeah. so simple, like just hang, <laughs> relaxed. And, and you tell gravity, like, okay, forget about the chiropractor. Uh-huh. Chiropractor doesn't know as much as gravity. Like, mm. we're living on this, this earth. So just allowing gravity to do its thing, it's huge. Of course, it's much harder than to start the whole. So then we start from seven minutes a day for 30 days. And wow. that's extremely potent. And you start in 30 seconds, 30 45 seconds. Yeah. seconds. Some people cannot, if you have unstable shoulders, you have to engage in a different hang, more of an mm-hmm. active hang. Mm-hmm. If you have stable shoulders, you can go more passive. Some people need to start with partial hangs. So with the heels still on the floor or touching the floor. But again, it's huge. And again, yeah. it's not working out. It's not doing pull-ups. Pull-ups will it's not... Yeah, because pull-ups will not condition those tissues. Yeah. You, the, the adaptation will not go into those specific places that we want it to go. It will not reshape your mm. your structure in the same way. It will work the muscular tissue. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. What about um, being upside down? Handstands. What, what about it? Being upside down. Is that something that people should practice or learn to, to nah. master? No, it's nah. more of a fun thing. <laughs> well, you know, it's it, not as important. It's not as it's not as important. We've been inverting ourselves mm-hmm. for a while and some animals do it like and it's such an ancient concept like can I? Yeah. You know, <laughs> just like a, a kid. They all try it, right? They place their hands on the floor and it's like put the head down and can I? It's a beautiful concept. You know, some people say natural movement. I'm not into natural movement. I'm into all movement. And a handstand is regarded by some not as a natural movement, but let me tell you, there is nothing on this planet that you can do that is not natural movement. It's like everything is natural. We're living in a body, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. Everything is carbon-based shit on, <laughs> on stardust planet, you know? So it's like we have created these things, yeah. and, and we are naturals. Hence, everything. the word natural doesn't mean shit to me. I don't use it. It's not, oftentimes it's being kind of, uh, it's being used to describe what I'm doing. It's not, it's not. And handstand is a great movement to do. It's maybe not so basic. Um, and it has some benefits, like you can develop some nice strength with it. You can mm. develop the proprioceptive uh, uh, capacity. The vestibular system is challenged, like the inner ear balance. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a nice thing. You, you can play with it. Yeah. And it's definitely, if, if it's available, why sure, not? Sure. So we got the squat, we got the hang. Is there anything else you'd recommend? It's enough. Those two things. If we yeah. do those two things, seven minutes a day and 30 minutes a day yeah. for 30 days, you can do both at the same time, you think? Yeah, do I, one I, challenge, then yeah, the next. I wouldn't. And that's why I'm saying that's enough. Because uh-huh. I can keep going. But just like these books on the bookshelf, people don't read them. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, so they, they want five book recommendations. And no, just you get one. Do one. Yeah. Do it. And then do, let me know do when it. you're done. Exa- <laughs> do it. First do it. Once you do it, you feel benefits or something. You will continue to unpack. Yeah. You will continue to go, go after it. It's like 
this is the modern problem. That's how I deal with it. Too much information. Yeah. Too much information. So don't add more into the, like, be simple, simple be, be accurate. Yes. Yeah. Even, like, giving two of these challenges a is a lot. <laughs> is a lot. Just we'll start. delete that part. Yeah. No, so, <laughs> so if you if you're more uh, if you have more issues with your shoulders, uh -huh. um, then I would go more with the hanging. If it's more with the lower body digestion, di digestive issues, um, then I would go more with the squat. And if it's somewhere in the lower back, both can benefit. Mm -hmm. And but I wouldn't do both together. And definitely like go go for one and then go for the other and see what it gives you. What would you say is your vision and your dream? Mm. to redefine physicality in this way and to, to have people start to uh, talk about their physicality and exchange about it and develop it. Mm. Movement. Um, yeah, in a new way. No, yeah. Not as a sportsman, not, you know, like you're a handball player, football player. What do I have? I'm a martial artist. Like, what do we have in common? Actually, we have a lot in common. But we never end, end up like there is no forum for us to exchange. Yeah. And like I, I look at your neck and I say, oh, there's something. What, what's going on there? Like why is the neck th so thick? Like what's, what's, the <laughs> what's the practice that maybe I can benefit from it? Maybe I have a bad neck mm. and I can benefit from some of the practices you've been yeah. involved with. Yeah. Maybe I can help with that problem that you have in the knee mm. by sharing with you something from ballet, classical ballet. And so, but this is not done because we've been separating ourselves. I'm a fighter, you're right. a dancer, he's an athlete, and we, we are, we're all human beings. We sit next to each other in the subway without exchanging a word. And the same way in our physical practice, we don't take time to engage, to exchange. So my vision was, Let's use one terminology, not just different terminologies. Right. One terminology, that one language that everybody can talk. Let's create forums of mutual interest. Let's practice in an open way. Mm. So all the specialists can exchange, but then there was a new thing created, these hybrid practitioners who are interested in movement. And that's the movement culture. It was just people who don't want to be athletes, dancers, fighters. They want to experience movement as a concept, as a general concept. And it means that they would be, they would suck at all these different <laughs> subjects, yeah. but they just want the more wholesome, bigger perspective. Yeah. Just like Conor McGregor mm -hmm. is a lot more, has a, a much wider perspective on the field of combat and fighting than Floyd Mayweather, mm -hmm. who is an amazing master and specialist in what he does, but he does not have the big map. Yeah. And that's why when the game is open, yeah, he would not do the same right. as what Connor did right. to challenge himself. It would yeah. not happen, never happen. Yeah, yeah. So movement culture, what are the fundamentals of the culture that you guys teach? Well, we, we, we don't, there are no fundamentals. Like I said, nobody knows. We, we, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we are, I'm using. Then how does the class or the workshops, how are they designed then? Yeah. Do you just come up with what you want whenever or you're just off yeah. the top of your head? Is it? No, no, no. Everything is very directed and, and 
we attack and we go at certain things, but without any def- def- defini- definite uh, result at hand or mm-hmm. success specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we try to unpack, to demystify, to go into subject and, and share some information about it and make some, make some clarity. But there is no big conclusions. I got it. You right. know, I got it. No, I got nothing. <laughs> yeah. Got nothing. There's always another layer. Yeah. You, you forget about it. Like, how many times do you need to play the game to understand? No, you didn't get shit. Didn't get it. Nobody gets it. This game, this reality. What the f*** is this? Mm-hmm. What is this reality? What's going on here? What are we doing here? You know, like... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. We don't get it. So stop saying it because that's all only showing me how much you didn't get it, you know, mm-hmm. in a way. Whenever I hear it, it's like, yeah, I got it. I know, I know. You know, shit, you know, jack shit. The people who really know, they'll tell you it's complicated. It's complicated. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there is some, some understanding involved mm-hmm. with it. Um, so what we are doing is we are attacking different subjects. Um, we go into a place inside the big cloud of movement because there is no one entry door. So we just step into the cloud and we attack specific subjects. Like, for example, um, uh, we go at a subject like coordination and I expose some drills, exercises, Mm -hmm. scenarios, games, challenges, and we try to see what can we learn about this weird concept or we go at a tactical game, like a like fighting game. Mm-hmm. Or we can go at strength development. Strength is a concept, you know, not not defined by one specific practice. Like I'm strong. One moment you're strong, another moment you're the weakest person there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you you will meet the gymnast. You will feel extremely weak in the perspective <laughs> yeah. of gymnastics, but the gymnast will meet you in collision. Oh, that's yeah. a bad day. <laughs> yeah. It's a bad day. Yeah. So like the strength is not one entity mm. and we keep on kind of simplifying. Oh, you're really strong. People tell me you're really strong. You don't know what I am mm-hmm. and you don't know in which scenario. I'm also extremely weak in all kinds of areas, you know? Mm. So um, 
we, we just attack some, yeah. some of these subjects yeah. and, we, and we go at it and we discover some things and we really practice hard. Like it's, it's not just an open thing where you're just like floating around in a hippie way. And, sure. You know, it's we create action. a context, we create a exactly. container, exactly a challenge, exactly. tag it for a period of time and then you move to the next exactly. challenge. Exactly. Yeah. And that thing is like the beautiful part of this practice. Like, okay, let's dig at this subject. You really go at it, you're fully involved and then you kind of disconnect from it and you go to a different mm-hmm. uh, perspective. Um, when someone when someone takes on uh, a training method in this way, as opposed to uh, a 30-minute run or a hit workout or a lift or whatever, what's available for them on the other side? Taking on all these different things of coordination to you know stick games and tennis ball games and all these other things you guys do, strength games, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. balance games. Mm-hmm. What's available in their lives that's different than just a normal type of training that we usually see at a gym? Um, there is first, there is no better or worse here. There is just like the, I think you can bake bread and you can be happy. <laughs> so, like happiness is not is not the orientation of the practice. Yeah. Nor is it an attempt to be better at something besides the understanding of the general concept of movement, and that's what you will get from the practice. You would get more of a bird's eye understanding who's who, what's what, when, where, how much. Yeah. And that would give you something. So it means I can work with fighters one day, one week, and I have an understanding of what's going on there immediately. I'm not good at it. I can't fight like them. I can't fight with them. But I have an understanding of what's going on, what is needed, where is missing. And then the next week, I'll be with contemporary dancers. Next week, I will be with professional acrobats. Mm-hmm. Next week, I would be with tennis players, soccer players, etc. So there is a general understanding of physicality and movement and how the body operates um, uh, in all kinds of different subjects. Mm-hmm. And then there is a lot of humility that comes with it <laughs> yeah. in, on the level of a practitioner and as I'm a teacher. Sure. I'm sure, yeah. Who would you say is the most influential person that you've had in your life? My mother. What's the big Which thing? Which is a very common answer huh? by many people, like they would tell you their mother, but my mother is something else. What is it about her that has influenced you or the greatest lessons you've learned from her? My mother is a very unique person. She's everyone that ever met her knows. Um, she's practicing with us in the movement culture. Really? She comes to events. She's 67. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, she's an amazing uh, hard worker and uh, very involved. She's a, she's also a Buddhist and she she lives life like no one that I know. Like she's really, a, she's, approaching a certain mastery approaching because nobody really masters but Mm -hmm. in the way that she lives life this is what she taught me her ability to view reality both in a very real and honest way and at the same time very positive and happy way but it's not the happy peppy way which is like sometimes disengaged from suffering problems complexity of the situations at hand so I think she's she's taught me a lot about that. She That's taught cool. me the power of narrative in our lives. Um, she works with narrative therapy and, and does like what's the story like how 
actually Lewis is basically Lewis is a construct you understand there is no Lewis Lewis is a construct is a story you keep telling yourself and others constructed a story called Lewis it's a drawer filled with meaningless thing alone but together somehow it works mm. it's it's an invisible loop as Hofstadter calls it uh, it's uh, it's a weird self-referential entity. You keep referring to yourself, but there is no other references, you know? <laughs> right, right. It's like, you're... And this is very powerful to understand. We're just stories. We're just like... So if we are stories, what happened to you truly doesn't matter. Mm. What you tell yourself happened to you. That's the story. That's the narrative. That's the powerful thing. And by changing the narrative, you change the reality of what happened to you. It doesn't matter what happened. It's like it disappears and it, it is replaced. And so actually, this is a very powerful lesson for my mother um, that took me many, many years to understand that in her patience, she uh, observed my childish ways and my uh, black and white um, you know passions and point of view and she allowed me to realize it but it took many mm. years and I, the more time I, I spend with her the more time passes the more I, I understand how much ahead she were uh, she is in, in front of me yeah wow so she taught you from what I'm hearing that it doesn't matter what happened to you in your life but it matters the story you tell yourself about what happened yeah, it, it, it's hard for people to maybe understand, but... I, I get that. I yeah, just want to make sure that's... It doesn't matter yeah, what doesn't actually matter. happens. So, like, the tradition... It can be a bad experience or a good experience. It's the story you tell yourself. Yes. But but it's tricky, right? Because Very you already tricky. kind of... You put a tag on it. So, but by, by observing the narrative and focusing on the narrative, you have more powerful tools at your disposal to deal with it. Instead of like digging at the past, what happened when you were six years old and, you know, what happened in that room? What? I don't know. You know, like, and then you dig at it, you know, traditional psychotherapy, you mm -hmm. go there and you, you, you know, you scratch at those doors and that doesn't matter. What actually, what did I tell myself and what started to unfold from there, how it affected my narrative? This is something I can work with mm -hmm. because it leads to the present moment. So I can retrace the story better than the actual occurrence, which is like a leap. It's a jump. I can retrace the story that I told myself. It's like a breadcrumb trail mm -hmm. back to an, the origin. Wow. So what's the story you want people to know about you? To know? I don't want people to know. I, it's not something I orient myself towards. It's the wrong search in my eyes. I'm not trying to portray myself. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to discover. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be. Yeah, to be, to become, to become. What are you trying to become? <laughs> um, I'm still working on that. So <laughs> figuring it out, or figuring out. Yeah, who who you want, who I want to become. Uh, Existing is a kind of a weird thing where it's like it's a given, but then it's not a passive thing. 
So it's, it's kind of a given, but it's not just you, you have a lot of say in it, you know. And I think it's, it, it's very powerful um, to go towards who you wish to be instead of who you are today. Like who, who I am today, I'm, I'm weak. I'm, you know, I'm afraid, I have this, I have that, I'm, I'm old, I'm, you know, all these ideas, that's who I am. But who do I want to be? I want to be that person who doesn't mind this, this, and that, who goes for this. And yeah, I'm just like, I orient myself towards Mm. there. I discover who I want to become and I work on becoming and by doing, by uh, handling myself in certain ways and I fail and I make the the weak decisions and just keep, keep going at it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any routines or practices uh, throughout your day, the morning, whether a mental practice, a physical practice that is kind of like a non-negotiable or something you like to do on a daily basis? Yeah, it's it's all one big practice, man. That's, Constant. Yeah, that's that's who that's who I am. Like I'm the practitioner. So uh, I know you meet a lot of people who are um, have certain practices, but. I'm a truly obsessed and unique practitioner in that way. Like I've been practicing more than anyone I ever met. I worked with top level athletes. They don't even scratch the surface <laughs> of how I how much I practice, how much I am involved with the practice, how much I sacrifice for the sake of the practice. Like this is a huge entity uh, in my life. It's every moment. So it's, there are like things on the level of uh, mind more mind oriented things like meditation i've been involved with over a decade and there is uh, my physical practice movement practice and research um, and other human practices um, mm-hmm. you know all kinds of practices where does your mind go during meditation i'm always curious about this where people allow their mind to go do you think about something specific? Do you visualize something? Do you see yourself outside of your body? Are you mastering a certain discipline or, or focusing on a discipline? Or what is the mind going during meditation for you? Uh, first, what does it matter where my mind goes? Maybe a better question would be like, what's what's the orientation? What 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 or what orientations are do we want to go after? Um. You know the you you probably been involved with uh, people coming from kind of the field of mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so let's unpack that. Let's look at it for a moment. Like mindfulness. Mindfulness is ridiculous. <laughs> the problem is that the mind is full. We want to empty the mind. We don't want to feel it. My, the word itself is already like what. <laughs> what are you talking about? Mm. It's something that people keep on like repeating. They don't even think about like that's the problem. The mind is too full. We want to empty it, mm. clean. Just like, you know, there are soaps for every part of your body. Yeah. Especially women. Yeah. Yeah, they have this soap, that soap, behind the ear soap, <laughs> this soap, the left eye soap. So, what about cleaning the mind? Uh, most people just are not engaged with it. They they scrub every piece of their body. But so how do we empty a little bit? How do you empty it? Yeah. So that's a, that's a practice. That's a serious practice. And comes thoughts. Our mind is filled with thoughts and ideas. And then you don't think. Don't think of a pink elephant. So that doesn't work, right? Like the, stop 
doing doesn't work. It's not stop doing, it's undoing. It's something else. It's a, and that requires observation and respect of those thoughts. So a thought comes in, you say hello, you observe it, and you let it go. And then it, it goes away and another thought would come. And this is the process of like observing your thoughts. And little by little, there would appear a little bit more space there in between thoughts, a little bit more time. Um, and this is one orientation, very mm -hmm. kind of Zen orientation. Yeah. Then there are other ways, other access points like breath um, and, and also action, like very active stuff. So that's another miss. Uh, misconception uh, you know like uh, flow states or mm. risk or danger or adrenaline it's like I'm here I'm one you know yeah you're one because you don't have a choice you'll die if you're not mm. so but that's not a technology for meditation that's an anti-technology for meditation it's like I climb the rocks if I make one mistake I fall to my death so I'm here I'm one well, that's easy Right. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Try to be one sitting quiet <laughs> yeah. in your room. That's a different level of practice. That's a different orientation of practice. So actually, the two should not be confused together. Like, I don't meditate. I do handstands. No. You know, when I do a one-arm handstand, you know, I can tell you, I can do the Kali thing. I can tell you. <laughs> the you Kali know, thing. Yeah, I can tell you. One hand reaching into the future and the other is still stuck in the past <laughs> while I'm in the middle observing. Right. You know, but what? <laughs> when, I, when I'm doing a one-arm handstand, I can think of whatever. Mm. Games of Thrones. <laughs> and that's why I can do a one-arm handstand. So the, the actual achievement, the ability to practice it, allows you to be automatic. Mm. So is it a technology for meditation or is it an anti-technology for meditation? You tell me. It became an anti-technology for meditation. Mm -hmm. So when I'm doing one-arm handstand, my, my, my mind races. When you play football, you might be involved to such a level so you're involved, but that forces you to be involved. Uh -huh. So that's also an anti-technology for meditation. But we are searching for something else. And that requires stillness. That requires stopping, stop movement. Mm. So my movement practice is supported by my no movement practice. Really? How yes. often are you still or not moving throughout the day? Every day. Every day. How, how long or how sometime often? Sometimes I've went as far as 15 hours a day. Where you didn't move. Isn't your life about movement? It is. And in order to understand anything, you have to experience its exact opposite. To any high level, like you, you want to master war, you have to be a master of peace as well. It's like th that's another basic requirement. Um, or else, how do you know the boundaries? How do you know, you know, how do you really, how much you really know the subject matter? If you are, <laughs> if you're not much of a lover, how can you be a fighter? <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. like it, it's, it's required. Mm. It's required. It's it's the that's what they meant when they say yin and yang. Mm. They didn't mean for you to crash against the wall with your practice, with your life, and then realize, oh, I need the exact opposite. They meant from the beginning install both of them, mm. one side by side. Wow. Don't do powerlifting for fifteen years and then say, oh, I really need to stretch. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> fifteen years it took you. Yeah. Not much of a genius. Yeah, you know, should be installed from the beginning. 
the opposites should be present from the beginning in a good practice is not a monochromatic practice it is a practice that brings in all these realities from mm-hmm. the beginning mm-hmm. and that's why you know the movement practice is such such a powerful orientation because it includes everything people yeah. think it's like it's strength training it's it's hand I do your workout so which workout I don't have any workouts you don't do my stuff for sure you don't nothing about me it, it immediately hints that because there is no workout it's an attempt to connect mm. but it shows me the distance mm. in concept and understanding and um, because there is no workout actually there is some, what's it called programming or no 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 there is no program <laughs> there is perspective it's a perspective mm. it's a way to look at our physicality it's it's a way it's it's not a way to train it's a way to look at our physicality what is what's the Zen workout tell me yeah it, there, is, there no, is no there, there is, is no. no so so what is the Zen training it's a it's training how do I approach reality around me and the movement practice is very similar it's more involved with the body and it contains all these different layers but what's your connection with this with who you are so you are this this big thing you're not just this brain there mm-hmm. because the brain alone cannot be sustained and also you existed before there was a brain on an embryotic level you existed before there was a brain so who was there before you had a brain who was there was there Lewis who is there <laughs> so this unfolding hmm. from one point of maximal simplicity to to ultimate complexity and its reversal back to the source what is the f- source what is this who you are who am I this is a very much related to the movement practice through the body to experience who we are that's what I am about that's mm. what I'm doing and then there are all all these methods systems training movements they are there Challenge, are, challenges yeah. yeah yeah challenges but they are just tools to unlock this relationship with You know and and this discovery um, and people just cling on to them because they they just simply did not dig hard enough to mm. to discover and it's okay as long as it brings them in you know yeah how did I get here I needed to do in one arm handstands and have a six-pack for you to invite <laughs> you know what's right. going on <laughs> right. but now I'm here yeah and I I'll say my truth, you know, and that's what I've been doing for many years. I've been using all kinds of things, mm. my connection with elite level athletes and and um and how my body can perform and what skill sets I constructed, but it was uh, all very cunningly done mm-hmm. to really portray something deeper, yeah. which is uh maybe difficult to understand, but we come to an age where it's necessary, and yeah. people are willing to listen and they come to podcasts like this and they to to people like you who are facilitators and they are searching for meaning in their lives and in in their existence in their physical practice in their relationships and mm-hmm. they just we, we need a way we need a way yeah. in and it's difficult it's difficult to understand there is nothing quick about it there is no instant there is no microwave here mm-hmm. so that's why we lure them in first and yeah. then we yeah. sit them down tear them down to the basics yeah yes how important is and how much have you studied the breath Uh, I'm mastering breathing and how important is that in terms in terms of all movement 
Yeah, it's a very very important, very important, and there is a lot of there is a lot there, and there is also I like to, as you already noticed, to break down some, yeah, some things. Mm-hmm. So, and one thing that is important to break down is like breathing. Uh, it's not necessarily should be taught. No animal learns how to breathe. Mm-hmm. You know, you. Anything that you do well, you never learn from anyone, including the act of walking. You didn't learn how to walk from your parents. You taught yourself. Mm. You never learned how to breathe. And if you never get a single lesson like my father, he never learned anything about breath. He's been breathing for 70 years. And he's fine. Right. (laughs) This is one perspective. Sometimes undoing is more important than doing. Right. Another perspective, after we break the eggs, and again, the black and white people say, yeah, wrong, there is so much in breath, and you can learn, and you can... Of course there is. There is the yin and yang. Yeah. But let's present the other side. The breath is a gate, and you can get a lot through it. You can affect your chemistry, your experience, your state of mind. You can fine-tune your reaction, your emotional content, and... your activation of your body, uh, motor unit recruitment. Uh, you can affect every. You can affect your relationships with breathing. If you learn, if you have a breathing practice, uh, you have a gate towards things that you think they're out of our control. Mm-hmm. But actually, we have certain control. We can affect them, and I've I've learned a lot about it from from the ancient. yogic methods pranayama and and into you know the slavic methods the russian orientations and the western points of view and the martial arts and and the therapeutics and the somatic practices i i've devoted you've studied all of it i've studied i wouldn't say all it's never a all. lot a lot i i've devoted a lot of time to it to yes the breath to the breath And, and to other like other subjects yeah sure. I'm I, I'm I'm obsessed I'm an obsessed reader <laughs> I've been reading three four books a week for the last 20 plus years I'm an obsessed practitioner I've, I've sacrificed a lot of things I'm not a family person I have I've um, you're not a family person no yeah. and, uh, so I, I've I've sacrificed a lot of things to become uh, to understand more to discover mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. and uh, that's why I uh, I know some things some things uh, Uh, about the subject of movement and breath is a big one uh, so there is a lot there there is a lot of discoveries I've had a lot of crazy experience through breath uh, on many different uh, le- many different uh, vectors mm-hmm. and orientations like from ecstasy into you know out of body experiences into you know visual effects into the exp- like proprioceptive distortions how like the body is perceiving itself mm. to um connection to death uh, to connection to birth like a lot of different things and breath is is big wow yeah you you played with breath uh, a little bit with wim hof do you know when uh-huh. yeah i've heard you, of have course you, have very you studied popular. this stuff or now Um, no, I haven't studied his, his stuff. Uh, I haven't met him. I, I met some people. Uh, they showed me some things. Yeah. Uh, you would like him. I mean, he's obsessed like you. So I think you would appreciate his obsession with mastering his craft. And I think you could learn something, you know, just like with anyone. You can learn something powerful from that practice. 
but it's, you know, I'm assuming you've already done a lot of the breath work, but I think if you ever want that introduction, let me know. I'm happy to connect you to him, but he's definitely a one of a kind human being. Mm -hmm. Interesting character who is looks like a character. Yeah. Who looks like a character. He is a character, but he has a, a massive desire to support a lot of people through this, his practice, mm -hmm. his breathing method. Mm -hmm. And it's helped a lot of people heal. It's helped a lot of people, you know, relax, have control over certain areas of their mind or a sense of control and uh -huh. freedom. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, very cool, man. Uh, I'm going to ask you a few final questions. Actually, I'm going to let Jen ask a question first. Do you have any questions you want to ask? I'm putting her on the spot, but uh, <laughs> she, she asked, what books are you reading right now? Yeah. Um, I'm reading some literature um, things. I'm rereading uh, a few old books. Um, uh, reading a text on uh, neurology. Um, and... What else am I reading? I have like my toilet book. <laughs> yeah. I have my uh, uh, before go to sleep book. I have my traveling book, my airplane book. <laughs> so I'm I'm thinking, um, yeah. If you could, are, if you could only, uh, this is gonna be hard. But if you could only recommend three books to people for ever, there's only three books. You said here are the three books that you're gonna recommend. These are the only ones you could ever give to someone. What would those three be? <sighs> no, about anything? Yeah, no way to start to answer that. If if the, if I know something about that person, mm -hmm. I might be able to recommend. Like for example, uh, with many of the fighters I work sure, with, sure. I give them uh, meditations by Marcus Aurelius, uh -huh. which is a very powerful book uh -huh. for someone who is in confronted by challenges, big mm -hmm. big challenges. Um, or uh, if somebody is um, Let's see. There, there is a, a very excellent read uh, by Viktor Frankl. Man's Search for Me. Yes. Yeah. It's a very powerful book. Very close to our hearts, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Israelis course. and Jews. Um, very powerful. And it's a book I can recommend to anyone. Anyone. Yeah. Because, like most people can benefit from it. Mm -hmm. um, the final one. And the final <laughs> one. Uh, mm -hmm. there is an excellent book for people who are interested with movement and it's it's related to the word play and culture and I've been recommending it a lot and it's the classic uh, Homo Ludens uh, Playing Man Playing Man Playing Man Homo Ludens yeah um, it's an excellent read about uh, how play and culture are actually so interrelated uh, they can't be separated like there is no decision whether you like to play or not. You are play. You are a product of play. Like there, there is a necessity to approach things in a playful manner, and it's directly interlaced into our being. So, and that's something very powerful. We talked about play and games. Yeah. And sometimes people hear it and they have this idea of like, oh, is this is you know play game whatever? Mm -hmm. No, no. Like there is nothing else. Like actually, any form of training is a is a or is a play. It's a play. Animals play before humans were here. Like so, it's like interlaced into na nature. So maybe you can relate to it as a as a sports person. 
as a player, as a jock. When people meet you, they categorize you. Know, you're, yeah, he likes to play. You know, and they have all these ideas, preconceived ideas about you. And actually, businessmen, what is the world of business? It's all one big play. Mm-hmm. And if you try to shove it down and you disregard it, like it would rear its ugly head in all kinds of ways. Uh, yeah. So like we must play. Sure, sure. Uh, this is a couple questions left for you. Mm-hmm. We're going a little longer than normal, but no I, love, I love the conversation. Um, this is called the three truths. I ask this at the end of every interview. Three truths. Uh, you've studied with some great... Uh, masters, teachers all around the world, many different practices, modalities uh, from your mother to other masters all over the world. Um, And let's imagine that this is the last day for you. For whatever reason, it's over. Mm -hmm. Um, And you got to share, you had a piece of paper and a pen, you got to write down three truths, three lessons or truths that uh, the world would have from you and that's all they would have to remember you by. Mm -hmm. These three things they wouldn't have any videos or anything else you've ever said this is it piece of paper (laughs) write it down what would be your three truths Hmm. one uh, it is what it is two it doesn't really matter three disregard everything that is written here there you go i like that um where can we connect with you online What's uh, if someone wants to learn more, if they want to get training from you or video content or come to workshops, what can they do? How can they get access to more of you and your information? Yeah, we have an online presence and we're an educational body. We offer educational services and we have events all over the world and there are camps um, held um, all kinds of different subjects. Some of them are more experience based or other. And then we have also online support. You can always um, hit us for that. Very soon we will be launching a very big uh, revolutionary platform for that mm. that we've been working for many, many years now. Really? Yeah. So um, everything, www.idoportal.com. Portal.com. Yeah, idoportal.com, Ido one yeah. word. Yeah. Uh, anyways, if you know, on the day of Google's, like you just put the word sure, in, sure. you will find it. Um yeah, we are on Facebook, on Instagram. Any any help that you need from us, you can email our office, info at idoportal.com, and we will try to help. Very cool, very cool. Before I ask the final question, I want to acknowledge you for a moment, Ido, for your incredible ability to be a master student. You're constantly searching to master new things and to become a master of your mind, your breath, your body, movement, life in general. And I feel like you're, you have this great mindset approach to living a good life, even though you're still trying to figure out what that means. So I want to acknowledge you for constantly doing things that maybe most people are unwilling to do for making the sacrifices you do that aren't popular in normal day society to be such a, a giver of information and a, a student of life so that we can learn how to become better, healthier human beings in this crazy world that we're living in. So I want to acknowledge you for all you're doing, man. It means a lot. Thank yeah. you so much. Um, make sure you guys go check them out. Edoportal.com Instagram. You've got a lot of great videos, photos there. I'm always inspired by what you're posting there. I don't know if you're posting that or if it's your team, but it's all really cool stuff. <laughs> um, if you want to see him doing crazy one arm handstands and have a six pack, you can check him out there too. <laughs> um, is there any question you wish people would ask you that they don't ask you? 
Mm, yeah, the entry questions, I think we tackled some somehow. And then, you know, like any researcher, you always are inspired by specific, you know, peaks that you are... Mm-hmm. attacking and those are more reserved for more involved practitioners and yeah. people who and that's that's really the true passion for for any researcher so i think um it, it's hard to tackle on a, on such a um, occasion yeah i just uh, would love people to to have a thought about you know their body and their existence and you know acknowledging that the uh, there is a need to to address our physicality in in a, in a day and age where we a lot of people are moving into the you know almost like uploading into some virtual you know existence mm. and uh, the the we're discovering that it doesn't work actually like there is a problem like we discovered in the gut there is all these things happening and on our skin like there is this you know biome this mm-hmm. all all these discoveries and the breath and blah 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 blah, blah. So I think um, just would like to leave people with with that need uh, and awareness that a lot of their uh, issues and search and and um, needs in really the the most internal needs that we all have this mystery this big mystery is uh, related to the body and to discovering the body and to work with the body um, to get deeper mm. somehow. Yeah. Yeah. All right, my final question then is, what is your definition of greatness? Uh, probably that would be originality in the purest and the deepest sense. To be an original person, to be genuine. Uh, not creative, mind you. Creativity can be used sometimes. It's Sometimes it's a little bit wankery, you know, like I, I want to be creative. I, I want to create, I want to create, I want to be remembered. But to be in the purest sense is an original task. It's, uh, and that's, that's for me greatness. Mm-hmm. You know, thank you so much, man. Appreciate thank you it. very much. It's great. Thank you. There you have it, my friends. If you enjoyed this, make sure to share it with your friends over on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Tag me on your Instagram post or your Instagram story at Lewis House and at portal.edo. Let us know what you thought about this one. Share it with your friends. I try to reply to almost every uh, tag that I get over on Instagram stories. So let me know what you thought about this. Let's start a conversation over there. And connect with Edo as well and let him know what you thought by just tagging him or leaving a comment over on his page. And send me a message letting me know if you think you are doing everything you can to move more that you're moving your body, that you're stretching, that you're flexible, that you're bendy. Are you doing squats? Are you stretching out? Are you walking? Are you climbing? Are you putting your body in unique situations to continue to be bendable and flexible with all of life's challenges and adversities that come your way? Let me know if you think you're doing everything you can. And if not, do the 30-day challenge that Ido talked about. Start squatting uh, every hour for you know 30 to 60 seconds. And let's see what that does. I'd love to hear you guys' feedback over the next few weeks, how that has impacted your life. Just get up out of the chair, squat, and let me know what you think. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. For me, the older I get, the more I realize I must move. Even though I stopped playing professional football a decade ago, when I stopped moving and adjusting and uh, putting my body through different exercises and constantly 
tweaking and trying new things, I realized my body started to break down. Since I've been training and trying different workouts and mobilities and stretches and just always being open to moving my body, I feel like I've gotten stronger than ever. So continue to move. And in the words of the funny Jerry Seinfeld, he said to me, if life boils down to one thing, it's movement. To live is to keep moving. I hope you guys enjoyed this and you remember to move today. And you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent in fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. On this episode of Plant Killers, we'll explore one nation's most notorious fruit and vegetable killer, bad dirt. What makes bad dirt so bad? The answer, the ingredients. But fear not, true crime enthusiasts. This story has a happy ending. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil. It's made with quality organic ingredients from upcycled green waste like compost and aged bark. Unlike the other guys who can't say the same. Looks like bad dirt's murdering days are over. Thanks to miracle Grow. Join us next time on Plant Killers.